John's been talking about family and legacies and taking up your armor and fighting, and I'm going to continue that today. <laughs> uh, now, with families, how many of you guys have ever heard, you look just like your aunt? Or whatever, you know, you know your mom says that. And, and, and that's, that's because of genetics. Now, we're not going to have a genetics lesson. I don't, I don't teach that. I know small, Punnett Square. I can tell you about that much. But uh, in genetics, it determines how tall you are, how short you are, what color your hair is, when it turns gray, when you lose it. <laughs> genetics. Thanks, Mom. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, those are, you know, if you have a widow's peak, if you can curl your tongue, that's genetic. It's not that your tongue's not smart. It's just that you don't have that gene or that dominant gene or you didn't get two of those genes. So those are all things that are determined by genetics. And, and a lot of what you are is because of the family you're in. And when we talk about families, a lot of times families are described by a family tree. My tree. So, uh, ta-da, tree. But uh, this is for all you visual people. Because of Eve, we're all born into the kingdom of darkness. Whether your family is good, whether your family is bad, whether your family is weird, whatever it is, we all have a little crazy in our family, just saying. <laughs> we all have our own form. I told John, he's like, gets weird things sometimes bother him. I'm like, everybody has their own brand of crazy. Everybody has their own brand of crazy. You just got to know what brand of crazy they're toting today. Uh, <laughs> it's true. You just learn, you just kind of hang out with people who have the same kind of crazy as you. So anyway, um, we all are in the kingdom of darkness until you're saved. You're all born into darkness. Now, you may be born into a Christian family, but at some point, you make the decision to go to, to not be in the kingdom of darkness. But you're all, we're all born that way. Just like we're all, you know, because of the family you're in, you're born a, a specific way. But spiritually, we're all born in the kingdom of darkness. But... Jesus came to change that for us. Jesus came to fix that for us. Now, I need your help. We're going to do some sound effects, okay? And they, they were good at this at camp. I asked the boys to do it because sometimes the girls aren't as awesome at sound effects as boys. And it got the boys' attention. But, I mean, you know, you put a car into the little guy's hand, and he's like, he knows what noise to make. you got to tell a girl. But... <laughs> If you've ever watched uh, the funny video thing where the comedians, the stand-up comedian dudes, they bring those chicks up on the stage and they're like, what are you trying to do? That's so bad. But anyway, what I want you to do is, because he's rescued us, he's taken us from the kingdom of darkness, we're going to unplant our tree, so we're going to make a sucking out of mud noise. Up. Okay? And then when we go and we plant ourselves in the kingdom of light, you're going to make a tree thudding sound, like a dunk, like, you know, your tree's planted in the kingdom of light, okay? So it says in Colossians, well, let me talk about my roots. In a tree, all trees start with roots. They got a little tiny seed and then roots, and then the roots come out, and they enable it to have 
nutrients and food, and the roots are where you draw from. That's, that's going to be important here in a second. The roots are what it draws from to get all the nutrients for life, all the thing that it needs to survive, okay? So it says, when you become a Christian, your roots change position. It says in Colossians 1.13, it says, For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. Okay, you ready? <laughs> Wait, let's try that again. You guys were off. First service was really good. We're trying. Okay, you ready? Okay. Life is so much more fun with sound effects. Okay, you ready? Oh, see? I knew you had it in you. There it is. Okay, now, <laughs> now you're saved. Yay, we're in the kingdom of light. Now, when you get over here, you changed who you identify with. Over here, you identify with these folks because they look like you, they act like you, they sound like you, they talk like you. You know, you can call, it used to be when you called my house, you didn't know which one of us you were talking to, my mom, my sister, or me, because we all sounded the same, because we all had the same voice. I don't know what I was thinking when he gave three of us this voice. But, uh, but, when we, but when you come over here, when you get into the kingdom of light, you identify with this family. You begin to take on this family's traditions, roots. Your roots have something to draw from that's not just you. In the kingdom of darkness, you could only be what you yourself could be. There was nothing more for you to draw from beside yourself. Here, you're in the kingdom of light. You're in God's kingdom. You're now kings and priests. You're now sons of the Most High God. Yay. That means the things about your life start to become different. It says in, um, in Romans 8.15, it says that by the spirit of adoption, you are now able to call him Abba Father. Abba Father, in, in, in Hebrew, Abba means Daddy. Think about the word, the difference between Daddy and Father. When someone says Daddy, that's like, mm, that's my Daddy. You know, that's something that's, that's a term of endearment. That's a term of love. That's a term of care. That's a term of kindness, of gentleness, of tenderness. And we don't have to just call him father. We get to call him daddy. Because he has adopted us into his family. Now, in this family, there's abundance, overflow, peace, joy, life, health, wisdom, creative expression, tenacity, insight, hopes, and dreams. Disease-free, poverty-free, mentally-free, all those things are in this kingdom. And you are now a part of it because you're part of the kingdom of God. If you aren't, we'll take care of that in the service. We'll pray, and if you want to be in this kingdom besides that kingdom, if you want to be able to rely on something besides yourself, we will take care of that in just a little bit. So hold on to that thought. Let your heart do the, let the heart do the talking for you. Okay, so, I'm going to leave this on because you need to remind, 
Remember, you're in a tree. <laughs> now, not only do you get to be in this family, you also now get weapons. See, there's a fight that's been going on since the beginning of time. And until you made the transfer to this kingdom, you were weaponless and hopeless. You had nothing to fight with. See, wars aren't fought so that people will understand each other. Wars aren't fought so that there will just be a mutual agreement. Hitler didn't come and say, you know what, if you just, I'm just going to fight you till you understand what I'm about. And then I'm going to go away and leave you alone because you understand me. No, he said, I want your, I want your land. I want your people. I want your government. I want your stuff. I want it all. Wars are fought for territory. In this world, in our world, the territory is you. The devil is fighting to have control of your life, of your family, of your lineage. It doesn't, he doesn't just want you to stop. He wants to stop you. And this is, you cannot fight a passive war against an aggressive enemy. He's an aggressive enemy. John 10.10, it says, A thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. The devil hates you. He hates your family. He wants you to not exist anymore. Either in this life or as an effective believer. He is an aggressive enemy. You can't just sit and hide from him. That's not what this is supposed to be. This is supposed to be an aggressive fight. You're supposed to be taking back ground. You're supposed to use the weapons that God's given you so that you can fight the fight of faith. The same fight that John's been talking about when he's like, don't leave without your shield. Don't leave without your faith. Don't leave without the armor of God. Take it with you. And if you turn with me to Ephesians 6, 10. I'm in the message. If you want to click over on your phone to the message version. While you got your phones in your hand, turn the sound off. <laughs> Just a friendly reminder. It happens. You don't want to be the one digging through your purse. Um, Ephesians 6. And I like the way this says it's because it prepares us for, lets us know what we have available. It says, and that about wraps it up. God is strong and he wants you strong. So take everything the master has set out for you, well-made weapons of the best materials, and put them to use so you will be able to stand up to everything the devil throws your way. Just an FYI, the devil is smarter than you are. Just throwing that out there. He's smarter than you. Not smarter than God, but smarter than you. And he's very good at what he does. So that's why it says, so that you will be able to stand up to everything 
the devil throws your way. This is not an afternoon athletic contest that will that will walk away from and forget about in a couple of hours. This is a four keeps life or death fight to the finish against the devil and all of his angels. Be prepared. You're up against far more than you can handle on your own. Take all the help you can get. Every weapon God has issued so that when it's all over, but the shouting, you'll still be on your feet. See, you have to be in the spirit to win this war. You have to use the weapons that he's given you to win this war. You have to train. You have to act like a soldier. You have to be disciplined. Do what you need to get through the week. Exercise by going to church. Pray. You have to uh, train. You have to spend time with your weapons. You have to worship. You have to read the word. You have to speak truth. And you have to follow orders. You have to receive your orders from spending time in his presence. If you don't spend time in his presence, you won't know what he's asking you to do. Those are the things that, that keep you ready. You have to act like a soldier. You have, to, you have to prepare. You have to be disciplined. You have to train. And you have to practice. They don't send people out to war and hand them a gun on their way out the door. They teach them how to use their gun. They teach them how to use their weapons. They teach them, and, and, that's, and that's where we are disciplined so that we learn our craft and know what we're doing. Now, after that, it keeps going, and it talks about putting on the armor of God. You have to put on the armor of God. You have to take the things that are available with you to fight this fight. You are in a war. And it says in 2 Corinthians 10, 4, it says, For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. Hebrews eleven three, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things that are seen are not made of the things that are visible. Think about it. The things around you were created by words, by God's creative words. And, and I'm saying all this because... I want you to understand how your words, how, because that's what we use to fight this fight, how they are powerful, how they are, they should be on purpose for a purpose. 2 Corinthians 4.18, it says, the things that are seen do not last forever, but the things that are not seen are eternal. This is why we keep our minds on the things that, we, that cannot be seen. You have dominion and power. Luke 10, 19, it says, I have given you the power to trample on snakes and scorpions to defeat the powers of the enemy of Satan. Nothing can harm you, and your words bring power. You want the devil to think twice about attacking you because every time he does, he loses ground. That's the way he should think about you. Oh, they're up. Oh, dang. <laughs> it's going to be a fight today. The war's on. And you need to have the attitude, I will not stop fighting because of the one who lives on the inside of me is greater than the one who's opposing me. Because the one who dwells in me, the one who gave his life for me, has already given me the victory over the things that I'm facing. See, you're in the kingdom of light. You've planted your tree in the kingdom of light. You can, you can change generations worth of lost battles generations worth of lost battles 
for you and the people around you by enforcing what's already been done through Jesus. You know, in the song we sing, it says, he makes all things new. I will follow you forward. Once we get this mindset that it's, that, that the things that used to be are not the things that has to be, we don't have to keep thinking about what could be and we can go forward. See, this is not your destiny. What you see around you, and I tell this to kids all the time at school, what you see does not have to be who you are. You do not have to become the environment that you live in. You can be different, but you have to decide. And you have to take the steps to get you there. You don't have to be what you see. You don't have to be what you know to be true. You don't have to be. What are the things in your life that, are, that, that, are, that you're accepting? And this became so true in my life this summer. And, and, and um, many of you know a little about me, some about me. I was a surprise. My brother is 20 years older than I am, and I was not what you would call planned. <laughs> there's 10 years between the first four, and then there's this 10-year gap, and then there's me. Surprise! <laughs> Thought you were having four. Just kidding. <laughs> and, and so I, I came along, and by the time I came along, a lot of my lineage had already passed. They were gone. I didn't know them. I just heard stories about them. And they were, you know, I had one grandma. And she, she was different. <laughs> she was older. And she liked to spit her teeth at me. <laughs> I don't think she meant to scare me. I thought she thought it was funny, but it freaked me right out. <laughs> but anyway, I so I don't I don't I didn't have aunts and uncles and and grandmas and grandpas. I just heard stories about them, and the, and you know that's cool. It's whatever. I had four brothers and sisters, and we had a house full all the time. But anyway. Um, I went to visit my sister this summer who lives in Oklahoma, and my brother lives out there with her, and he has, he has had a church since I was born. Like, he's been a pastor since I was born, basically. <laughs> and uh, he's always been my hero. I mean, like, I finally got the courage to tell him last summer when he came to visit me, you know, you're my hero, right? And he was like, what? I'm like, yeah, no, I think you're awesome. And, <laughs> and so um, he has a, a small group on Sunday evenings, and I was there over a Sunday this time, so I got to go to a small group, and he's just preaching away, and, and, and of course, I'm just like, I love you. You know, <laughs> I keep talking. I love the way Jesus comes out of your mouth. And, uh, and so he's just talking away, and he begins to tell this story. Now, again, I don't know much about my grandparents, but I, I do know a lot about my mom. 
And my mom was a fiery, like she could, oh, she was tenacious and she was strong and she could poke your fingernail through your leg when you were bad in church. And <laughs> I mean, like straight through your leg. I think it went straight through to the pew. Like, okay, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> and she could shoot a, lo- a look at you from the piano, from the organ. Like, when I sit down, you're dying. Like, I knew that. <laughs> I'm good with it. <laughs> but anyway, she was a powerful woman. Like, she spoke things and really believed it. Like, when we were little, we would, we would fall down or get hurt or something, and we would go pray, and she would pray for us, and she'd like, all right, now go act like you're healed. I'm like, okay, you know, guess I'm healed, you know. <laughs> Thought I broke my back, but I'm healed, you know. <laughs> it's all good no but it was but it but because of and and it goes back to what john was saying that legacy because she believed the way she believed it gave me permission to believe the way i believe like i can fully believe that god is a healer i can fully believe that god is a provider because of of the way i grew up and saw her she paved a way for me she she showed me how to do it. Like I was saved at four and filled with the Holy Ghost at eight and, and you know, having Bible studies in sixth grade, that kind of thing. Like I would tell my friends, well, why do you want to believe that? Why do you want that? And you're like, I mean, they'd say something ridiculous that wasn't faith and I didn't know any better. And I'd say, that's a horrible idea. Why do you want that? And you're like, why don't you say something else? And they were like, okay. <laughs> but, but because of what, who she was, that put... That paved the way for me. Now, when my, when my grandma, which died before I was born, I think. Timeline's kind of off. I was little. I, I should get this straight before I tell the story again. I don't know. <laughs> Next time I preach this. But, uh, but when my grandma, who died young-ish, in her 50s, She died of breast cancer. And my mom was just starting to get a hold of this speaking the truth, speaking faith, and proclaiming truth in her life and in our life. She was just starting to get a hold of this. And, and, and after she died, my mom stood at her casket. My brother told this story when I went to that small group. And I, did, I had no idea, of course. I was surprised. But she's standing at her casket And she looks at her mom, and she tells her, she says, Cancer, it stops with me. You will not take anyone else that I love. You will not take another person in my family. It stops with me. And then walked away. Now, this... What, that may not have meant anything to anybody at the time, but when I was 25, I was diagnosed with cancer. And I'm 45, and I don't have cancer. Yes, amen. Now, see, what she did was she stood in a place not just for her, 
but for the ones coming after her. And that just exploded in me like a bomb, like, what? I mean, not only was she fighting for me at the time, she had no idea. But praise God, she had the tenacity to think, this is the end of this disease in my family. It will not proceed any further. I will not accept that anymore. And some odd years later, she got to see the, the fruit of that stand. And at the right moment, at the right time, that faith bomb that she hurled into her future exploded in my life. Because she had taken a stand for me. Because she had taken a stand for her family. Because she had taken a stand for what was truth. See, she wasn't being out of line. She was in the family of God. She had a different set of, 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 of stuff to work with. It wasn't just about what she was born with. It wasn't about what she had. It was about what her God had. She knew who she was, and she knew who she belonged to, and she knew what was available to her, and she was not afraid to speak it. It stops with me. You will not. See, he's, he, he's an aggressive enemy. He will come and he will fight you. If you hide, he will take you. Casualties come when you're out of position. You're helpless in this war if you don't fight. You have no control if you don't fight. You have no control if you just let things happen. But when you stand and you fight, that's when God begins to work. Today I want you to think about where your roots are planted. See, the song says, He makes all things new. What is it in your life that you're allowing to have a place? Low self-esteem, anger, loneliness, apathy, alcoholism, addiction, lying, divorce, poverty, greed, disease, lack of education. Well, my family's always been this way. We've always struggled there. Look where your roots are. They're planted in the kingdom of God. You have a whole new family. You have a whole new set of genes. I mean, I, I got in John's family and I started immediately claiming his longevity because that's not the truth in my, that is not the truth of my family. Dude, your grandma's how old? I didn't know they made people that old. I immediately started to latch on to that. Yes, I want to live to be 110. Still know people's names. <laughs> Not drilling on myself in the corner. Awesome. I'll take that. Don't be afraid to let God be God. 
Don't be afraid. If you draw a line in the sand and stick your finger in the devil's face, that he's going to do something awful. He's going to do something awful anyway because he hates you. John 10, 10, he came to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants your territory. He wants your life. He wants your children. What are you doing to launch those faith bombs into your future? Into the futures of your children? See, if we can get rid of of the mental that it takes to maintain this, it frees up a whole lot of space to do this. God is a great big God. That's something when I was praying last night that he asked me to tell you. He said, paint a very big picture of me. And the box that they put me in will be determined by their faith. Let them determine the box. You make me big. You make me great. Describe me as powerful. Describe me as omnipotent. Describe me as more than enough. And let them decide the box. See, how we, how we look at God, how we perceive God, is the box that we put them in. But the things that we have is more than enough to take care of everything that concerns us. Some of you need to look into the caskets of the dead things around you and proclaim, it stops with me. It stops with me. You will not take anyone else that I love. You will not take anyone else that's connected to me. You will not take that from my family anymore. See, as my mom gave me shoulders to stand on, it started making me think, am I providing those shoulders for my kids? Am I providing those shoulders for the people around me that look to me to be an example of Jesus? Am I providing those shoulders? Am I providing that foundation that says, let me, let me boost you up. You can see so much better up here. So you don't have to drown by what you see around you. You don't have to drown it. What's going on? He's just waiting today to pull you up. To pull you up. So let's stand today. This is not where you want your family. This is not where you want your roots. If that happens to be you today, if you would come quickly to the altar, we're going to pray with you. 
Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Don't look around. Just come on up. Just come on up to the altar. Let God be God. If this is where you find yourself today, if you have not taken the opportunity to let God be God, if you have not taken the opportunity to switch kingdoms, to not let him rescue you from the kingdom of darkness and put you in his marvelous kingdom of light, where all the things that, that, that he gave you because of the love of his son that died on Calvary. Everyone's saved today. Praise God. All right, if you're saved, look at your feet. Your roots are in the kingdom of light. We're going to examine our heart today. And if there's something in your life that you've just let happen, get your hands up, give it to God. Open those hands and let God take it. We're going to pray today. We're going to pray and we're going to let God take it. No more are we letting the past hold us. No more are we letting the things that that we see around us hold us. No more are we letting the limitations of this world keep us in a place of less than. Father, I thank you today. I thank you, Lord, for the hands that are raised. I thank you, Father, that, that in your midst there is peace, that in your midst there is joy, that in your midst there is health, that in your midst there is forgiveness, that in your midst, Father, there are great and awesome things. And Father, right now we repent, Lord. We repent for not letting you be God in those areas, for not seeing you strong and great. And Father, we determine today to walk in a revelation of who you are and to boldly proclaim it stops with me. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Well, be blessed. God is awesome and don't forget it. Have a great day. We hope this message encouraged you. Victor Christian Center is passionate about sharing the love, acceptance, and forgiveness of Jesus. Learn more about us at victorylafayette.org. If you don't know Jesus or maybe you've gotten distracted and stopped following Him, I'd like to pray for you right now. The most important decision you'll ever make involves accepting the love of Jesus and His gift of new life. I'd invite you to make this prayer your own and take this opportunity to begin to follow Jesus. God, I ask you to reveal yourself to me. I want to know you. I ask you to forgive the sin in my life that has kept me from enjoying a relationship with you. Give me a fresh start by changing my life and helping me to follow you from this point forward. I accept your love through Jesus and I commit to trust your plan for my life. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. If you've prayed this prayer for the first time, please get in touch with us and let us know. To learn more about Victory or to contact us, visit us online at victorylafayette.org.